like a lot of fighting games. Yeah, because it's a fight to move this camera in Mario 64. <laughs> and welcome. Jesus. To Game Ogre Nod. <laughs> you peaked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Long sorry. time ago, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Welcome to Gameography. Are we are we going? No. Okay, on three. One. Welcome, Welcome to, to Gameography 64. <laughs> because now we're going to have 64 bits. Okay, and so throughout the episode, we're going to write down every time we do a bit, and then there'll be 64 of them, okay? <laughs> okay, 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 yeah. That's, right, that's real. I'm going to for real do yellow that. notebook. The, it's, I think, a, it's a Jerry Seinfeld legal pad, actually. But it's small, so it's not quite Jerry Seinfeld. I think Seinfeld that legal. counts as the first bit, also. What? This? Yeah. Or referencing Jerry Seinfeld? <laughs> no, not reference. That's not a bit. Just referencing Jerry Seinfeld's not a bit. I think it is. Acknowledging Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> is in itself a bit. Is this a bit? No, I think that's, like, anti-funny. <laughs> well, what was the bit, then? What's bit number one? Uh, Like, writing down all the bits. Okay, yeah, sure. Okay. Um... <laughs> So I wrote uh, down one. <laughs> uh, this is the show about uh, games of 64 bits. Yes. And, and the people. Of 64 bits. <laughs> who make them. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be an intro if I didn't interrupt you saying something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, man, I feel like a, a deep pressure to make bits now. To well, say bits. I would honestly caution you against saying bits. <laughs> Um, on this comedy podcast because comedy once podcast, we get to 64 it's just the episode ends i yeah exactly i think i'm gonna write down one though for me calling this a comedy podcast um <laughs> that is that is hilarious um yeah because i honestly i think we're averaging probably in in the thousands <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like we're we're higher than 64 most of it we'll, we'll find out We'll find out. Now, are you referring to comedy stylings or are you referring to the amount of computer memory that we take up? Hmm. That's the question we're going to be answering in this episode <laughs> of Gameography covering Super Mario 64. <laughs> Definitely doesn't say that. What does he say at the beginning? Uh, he says, wahoo. <laughs> he says, it's a me. Oh, yeah, it does. It's a me. I think, yeah, yeah, that one's real. Yeah, that is real. Just moving my face. You can check the tape. Check the tapes. That's what he said. Did we, um, by the way, we, uh, we streamed right before recording this a little bit of Mario yeah. 64. Uh, Streamers uh, now. Are, are we archiving that? Like, can people go back and watch that? Should we? I don't know. I was going to say, like, <laughs> <laughs> do we want that to be remembered? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say, I think actually it is automatically. So I was going to say, I don't know if it was captured Probably wasn't when we started screaming. Uh, screaming. <laughs> <laughs> screaming live now. <laughs> I'm writing that down. Uh, just, just misspeaking is a count, counts as a bit on this yeah, podcast. Yeah. That's a level of quality. That's usually as far as our bits go, frankly. <laughs> um, I was going to say, you could probably hear him saying it, but probably actually not. But you, yeah. can, you can see us playing with Myra's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's kind of where it starts, yeah. Yeah. Man, so, I mean, just playing with that face is revolutionary uh, we'll, we'll, it's we're gonna iconic. talk about it iconic <laughs> miyamoto invented that <laughs> um no we, we're still in the intro though we should yeah do you have any other, other kind of silly things to talk about <laughs> did we talk about anything do we have any silly things to talk about period then <laughs> any video game related stuff no. have you been playing any video games no 
No, I, I, yeah, I hate video games too. <laughs> Is that a bit? Like playing video games? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite bits. Ooh. And now we're doing what is a uh, really an underappreciated aspect of writing down tallies, which is the diagonal line, the fifth line. Okay, sure. I don't feel like it's underappreciated. I've n- I don't I don't ever hear I feel like the whole tally it. system, like everyone acknowledges that the tally system would not work without it. <laughs> I but I don't think that there's enough conscious <laughs> Con- conscious acknowledgement of that fact because that diagonal line is what carries the system and it's a system that yeah, we all have available at all times you know i just i really think there's something very elegant and borderline poetic about it um yeah i mean you're not wrong i do not agree with you i do not disagree with you I, i'm just saying i i think it is uh yeah, you disagree least- with me that it's you think it's appropriately appreciated? I, I mean, I appreciate it. I can't speak for others. But when's the last time you heard someone publicly acknowledge the value of that system? Like 30 seconds ago? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Point proven. Um, do we know who invented the tally? Can we oh, can we cover like their that's all of their inventions? Next season. Season 2. Inventionography. <laughs> Where we cover famous inventors and the people who invent them. <laughs> famous in um, the podcast about inventions and the people who invented them. <laughs> That's a bit. Yeah. We should also change the opening to this show to uh, the show about games and the people who gamed them. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I th- like that. Listen, I'll I'll put that uh, in our ideas Google Doc. Also, also went in as a bit <laughs> for the listener. <laughs> Tim did not take it seriously. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna be like Devin, like you're doing a really great job right now, and then quietly write down a tally mark. Tim's just gonna keep this going far past the podcast. <laughs> Tim's gonna be like teaching one of his students and be like. Uh, good job. Yeah, <laughs> you could like to one of the other teachers just being like, "Yeah, yeah, you were real helpful today." And then like, and then, <laughs> and then, ooh, that was good. Thank you. That was yeah. good. Are you a foley artist? <laughs> yeah, um, foley, the French word for madness. That like is that? Uh, screwing on a water bottle lid. Take one. That was just uh, with my hands. Do that, is it even really Foley if you're just using your hands? Oh, oh, I see what you mean. You had to mime it for me. I didn't get what you meant. <laughs> I don't even know really what like I meant. Like you screwed it on with your hands. I was trying to say I didn't have a water bottle. Yeah, yeah. Now I get that. Yeah. yeah um, I don't know. Should I mark that down as a bit? That wasn't because I didn't get it. <laughs> it's not a joke if I don't no, understand. We can't, we, can't, we, can't go, we can't go down that route. If we, if we then in, like extrapolate that to the listeners... We're gonna have zero bits. <laughs> yeah, they the first th- zero bit podcast. <laughs> Honestly, that's interesting. <laughs> honestly, Tim, we have to stop this. Honestly, I like this. Tim. You're just you're just making more work for yourself when in two weeks you listen to this and you're like This is all none of these are bits. <laughs> this is all staying in. Uh, 
Um, okay. <laughs> Wait, did we even did we actually say what game we're playing? We or did. Yeah, about? in that twenty minute intro. Okay, we did. Yeah, we we're we we're uh, in case you just skipped all of that. <laughs> I would really understand if you did. Uh, we were talking about. Mario 64. Oh, yeah. You said it like Mario. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So, oh, wait. Yeah. You didn't say it. Mario said it. We had Mario come in for his guest appearance. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Um, yeah. And uh, we'll be talking also about just the the creation of the Nintendo 64 as they kind of go hand in hand. Interesting. Um, I wanted to just because a lot of my research comes from this article. Shout out uh, Ethan from... The history of how we play. Big shouts out to Ethan. To at .wordpress.com. Um, is that the same Ethan that you were friends with in college? <laughs> I do not do not believe so. That would be quite a coincidence. Maybe. Maybe. He was a writer. There's only like two, in, two Ethans in the world. Yeah. Ethan Eth- Hawk. And then... <laughs> Devin, that's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> I know, because you think about him every day. I really do. I actually was telling Andy this. Surprised you don't have his picture on your wall. Oh, man. I need to find an old uh, uh, hardcover book book with his face on it so i can cut it out that's why i got all those pictures is i cut them out of hardcover sleeves what so all okay Devin. the thing i was gonna say about ethan hawk is yeah. that he has this video on ted talk where he's just in his little barn and he's talking and in the video it's all about the firing line clip where william f buckley interviews alan ginsburg really that's what the, that's the, what his ted talk is about it's like it's like he uses it as an example of okay, like yeah. the the big idea he's talking about which is um to be a to be a fool or something (laughs) it's like um yeah i don't quite remember okay uh all this to say (laughs) uh uh, ethan hawk what a man what a guy um one of two ethans in the world as we've established yes in our great bit that we were doing (laughs) was that all one bit does that get a second check mark i don't know what you checked so listen i can't do your job for you that's true. That's all, that's no all I gotta say. Um, our story begins in nineteen, somewhere in nineteen ninety-two. Uh, Nintendo was, uh, as we as we covered in a previous episode, facing uh, a bit of a uh, unprecedented challenge by Sega, and then also coming up Sony, um, and they were looking to make a make a bit of a splash hmm. um, at hmm. uh, CES. The Consumer Electronics Show. Oh, yeah, from Silicon um, Valley. <laughs> <laughs> yes, where it was invented. Yeah, uh, Thomas Middleditch. Uh, and so they teamed up with a company at, no longer in existence, basically, called oh. Silicon Graphics. Oh. From the Silicon Valley to make a face rig animation of Mario where an actor would um, like sit behind... Like a like sit behind the screen in a booth and have like kind of it's kind of like we all understand what this is now because this is how they do like yeah, yeah motion yeah. capture yeah like this is how they did like Avatar and stuff yeah but it's like where they have like cameras and stuff and like sensors point like a thing you put on your head that all points at your face oh my god so that when like you, when you talk like the animation talks so they had a Mario head made by this company <laughs> and um they. Uh, put out a casting call for Mario. Wow. We, have, we know what happens next. We ha- I have a clip to play. Uh, a, the story of how Mario got his voice. Oh, well, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, uh, you know, Italian plumber from Brooklyn, you know. Hey, how you doing? You know, I'm under your sink. Maybe too much is showing. Don't buy Mario me. Super Show. Yeah, and I thought, well, you know, that's not the voice because in my 
the choices that I've made, I, I don't want to do something if I'm going to be talking to people that's gruff and mean to them, you know, that, that, or could be sort of like scary to, to children. So I'm like, well, you know, gosh, well, what else could I do with that voice? Well, I played Gremio and Taming of the Shrew a few years ago in a 1947 adaptation of, uh, of the play where Petruchio was a, uh, a GI, an American GI, going back to get a wife, and I was Gremio, nice old Italian mayor of the city. Ah, welcome, <laughs> signor mio Petruccio. And I thought, well, that could be interesting. Maybe young that up a little bit or do something like that. But video game, how do you... How do you make up a video game? You, you go, bong, 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 bong. You know, that's the only <laughs> game I play. And Tank and Space Invader. How am I going to do that? Well, I guess I could just talk about any, And all of a sudden, I hear action. I, I turn the camera, and in the voice you hear today, I said, Hello, it's me, Mario. Okay, okay, oh. let's make a pizza pie together. You go get some sausage. I'm going to get some spaghetti. We're going to put a spaghetti and a sausage into the pizza. Then I'm going to chase you with the pizza. Then you're going to chase me with the pizza. And then when you catch me with pizza, we're going to make a lasagna and when we make a lasagna I'm gonna chase you with the lasagna and then we're gonna make some other type of pasta and I just I don't know what I said but I just started talking and didn't stop talking until the, the tape ran out wow. and uh the story the story goes that uh the the like uh guy who's doing the audition like the casting director only sent that audition back to Nintendo and was like <laughs> like they did a bunch of auditions they're like they only sent the one they're like yeah. this is Mario because he oh. was like the only person who apparently did like a different take on it than like oh yeah I, yeah I guess that, they like, all would have done yeah, yeah. that like kind of thing he was saying at the beginning yeah and because that's what they did in the Super Show and yeah. it's just it, and the Mario movie which at this point yeah you're right was out probably oh wow and yeah. we'll be covering in the next episode oh, of Gameography oh, with a special, special guest special guest Matt <laughs> special guest Matthew <laughs> um, Matthew Devil Matthew uh, and the Devils. And that is Charles Martinet. I don't think we said his full name, but... I always thought it was Charles Martinet. Well, well I don't um, know. Who knows? Uh, his voice, though, I was just... I literally, I was laughing when I was watching it, and then he started talking as Mario, and it was just like... I went into a daze. <laughs> like, it's so mesmerizing yeah. to hear him talk. Just yeah. that voice he does is so yeah. good. Um, so then he did that, like, at CES with, like, the thing... Oh, wow. There's, there's, you, can, you can find a video online where it's like... And this is also where, like, the Mario head thing at the beginning oh, of Mario wow. 64 comes from. Wow. Because it's, like, the same concept, basically. It's just, like, Mario's floating head. Yeah. And then what they would have him do is, like, because it was live, like, they would have him, like, talk to people walking around out there. Oh, so he would, like, call out to people gosh. and, like, have conversations with them and stuff. Oh, my And just, like, goodness. be making jokes and stuff. That sounds so fun. Yeah. Oh, my um, gosh. That must have been, I. That must have been so iconic to everyone there. Like they, they had to have been like, we know the significance of what we're witnessing right now. A big 3D Mario head with that voice is talking to me. Yeah. As I walk through this convention, like, yeah. Come on. I mean, and that probably was. I mean, one of like the coolest things there. For yeah. Sure. Like, what like, else were they debuting? Like <laughs> Microsoft Word, like a printer. Yeah. Um. So that started Nintendo's partnership with Silicon Graphics who they would soon tap to create their the the hardware for their next console codenamed Project Reality. Mm. And uh <laughs> I have I have another uh, short clip that goes over that. Oh, hit me with a clip. 
And with an eye to the future, tomorrow begins today. Nintendo, the world's leader in video games, has joined forces with Silicon Graphics, the world's leader in visual computing, to introduce the most exhilarating, breathtakingly realistic 3D video entertainment ever witnessed. All right, I just want to pause for a second. Just picture in your mind's eye the most 90s, like, graphics you can possibly imagine flying all at the screen, um, and you'll get the picture. It's a perfect description. Leagues beyond any currently available or anticipated hardware, Project Reality will bring to home video players the same types of astounding visual effects seen in movies, like Terminator 2 and Jurassic Park. When this technology is made interactive, players won't just watch their TV screens, they'll dive headfirst right through them. <laughs> so some of these claims were not quite met in so, reality. yes, what they were showing on the screen was... Uh, uh, there was also there was just some like video footage. Yeah, like footage of like landscapes and yeah. kind of like nature. And then it, the video does go on to show like some like like cityscapes and stuff. Mm -hmm. All it all definitely it doesn't look outside of the realm of possibility necessarily, but it definitely yeah. does not look like what N sixty four ended up yeah, looking like. No, definitely not. But this was also I'm not sure what year it doesn't say this was from, but this was like years before. It actually came out. So, oh, really? Oh, yeah, okay. I believe so. Like, yeah, so they were really speculating at this point. Yeah. Um, and I guess I just have to imagine that to people at the time playing Super Nintendos, like Mario 64 is basically real life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. As like a kid, when I play, like, okay, this, we should talk about this for a, little sec for a second because I, I believe this is the first of the consoles that you actually had as a kid, right? Oh, yeah. And I also had oh, yeah. it. So... Oh, yeah. <laughs> as a kid, like, I definitely feel like... I mean, like, you could... We weren't, like, idiots, like... <laughs> but, like, it was like, this is amazing. Like, these... Like, I can't, like... Listen, I'm not an idiot here, <laughs> but I think this is pretty amazing. That, that was me as a kid. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it was... I mean, I don't know. Thinking back, honestly, I think that we mentioned this in previous episodes, but yeah. I started uh, my video gaming career as mm -hmm. a child uh, by playing Mario 64 and mm -hmm. Donkey Kong 64, and you started it with the N and S ES. <laughs> N and S N yeah. ES. Yeah. And I think that that, yeah. That made, definitely made, uh, shapes a lot of our tastes, I yeah. feel. But also, I mean... It was just a given to me. Like, yeah, that's what a video game looks like. It's in 3D, <laughs> which is my problem today, where... I don't like most 2D games unless they're Hollow Knight. That is, yes, that is your, definitely your problem. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I, like, because, also because I didn't get, like, another, like, did, you got a GameCube, right? Yeah. Like, I yeah. never got, like, another console. Interesting. For, like, many years. Like, we just had the N64, basically. And then I would, like, see, like, PS2s and, like, stuff. Oh, wow, at, yeah. Like, friends' houses and stuff. But, like, I never... I got a PS2 much later. Oh, okay. Like, um, like at what point in your development? Probably, I think I might have been in, like, middle school or something. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I guess that, like, the PS3 was, like, out when I got a PS2. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, like... I never knew that. The, it was, like, when they were selling them for, like, $100 or whatever. Okay. Or, like, you know, like, the cheapest yeah. they got. And that's, yeah, that makes sense why yeah. you didn't get one. And I mean, it's like, I guess like the, you know, I had an Xbox 360 at that point or like later, I think, yeah. like when that was, you know, normal. Um, 
you know you what didn't I'm get saying? them before they were released. Is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little harder to, yeah. Um, but I, and I guess like the previous gen was like a little bit retro, but it's like really to a like a young like preteen. I doubt there was like basically any difference, right? Are you talking about like between Xbox and Xbox 360? Or, or what are yeah, you talking or, about? And then extending that to PS2 and PS3. Just all to say your PS2 is probably great. Oh no, yeah, PS2 was great. Like I, I enjoyed it. Um, but uh, but I was just I'm just saying like I obviously I knew that like there was like the next generation of consoles mm-hmm. that had like better graphics and stuff. But I was yeah. like, but like Mario 64 yeah. and Ocarina of Time like are great. Like why yeah. would I need anything better? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can just play those over again. <laughs> um, and then also just I, I I think I more just transitioned to playing on my computer oh, as well. Yeah. So. You joined the master race, that's for sure. <laughs> Um, the the console kept getting delayed, um, like multiple times as it as it was going through development. A lot of speculation as to why this was, uh, whether it was like the hardware not being ready or like the games not being ready. Yeah. Um, Gosh, I, I mean, they must it have just launched been... with three games wow. for it, so that's definitely a high possibility. Yeah. <laughs> and Mario sixty four, like. They were just betting that that was going to be yeah. enough for people to want to buy it, which yeah. clearly it was um, mm-hmm. for a lot of people. But also, I think Mario sixty four did take longer to make than they. I mean, the, they this, they're working in a whole new world. Yeah, the, these games are. You're not playing them on your TV. You're diving into <laughs> the TV. Uh, Tim really gets uh, taken in by advertising. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were the other two games? Um. Good cue. I believe Pilot Wings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was one other one. Uh, <laughs> I did tweet uh, one of them. There's one that only got released in Japan. It's uh, it's uh, like the Japanese version of chess called Shogi. Oh, okay. And it was like the like... In 3D. Like the... Uh, yeah, in 3D. And it was like the like of the time like chess master guy, like the new hotshot guy. Oh. He's like on the cover, like... I'll pose cool. Wow. Um, I tweeted that mistakenly thinking that our release (laughs) was up to date with where we were recording. So uh, you'll have to dig back into there. Yeah. Look back about two months and you'll find that tweet. (laughs) Keep it up. What's weird to me is that you're saying all this stuff about uh, tweeting air Mm -hmm. quotes, tweeting. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't even know what our Twitter account is called. How would I add that Twitter account or follow it? Well, you would type at gameography pod. So it's at gameography pod. And then you would type your tweet. And you type your tweet. And then you would hit follow, like, subscribe. And you hit follow, rate, subscribe. Yeah, you can rate Twitters, right? Yeah. Just like you can rate other things. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's uh let's talk about the controller of the oh, N64. You know, I really didn't even <laughs> I can't believe I didn't think about we the fact we needed to talk about this. There's yeah, a lot we to need dive to into. Talk about this. Um it was designed by Lance Barr. By a of, computer program? By an AI <laughs> who didn't know what human hands looked like? By the guy who designed the Super Nintendo. Not the, like... Really? Not the fan... Like, the not the Japanese ones. The guy who would, like, redesign stuff for the American okay. side of things. Oh, so, okay. So... Here's going into his psychology. Yeah. He's been the second guy where he redesigns mm-hmm. the console and he's like, this is my chance. Also... This is my mark. 
they will never forget me. Also, he's been going out of his way to make everything incredibly square, like we mm. did with like the Super Nintendo and the original Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. And he was probably like, I'm gonna like I'm gonna flip the script on these guys and make it the weirdest, like This is for curvy. people with three hands. I'll never see it coming. <laughs> yeah. So it was designed uh I feel like they thought that there was going to still be a lot of 2D games is my oh. pr- like what well, I'm like trying to figure out why they did it because they did it so that there would be three different hand configurations where you could have your hand on like the D-pad thing and then for like a 2D game or on the like middle one with the analog stick. You actually just totally blew my mind. Did yeah. you read that somewhere or is that your own hypothesis? No, that's my own hypothesis. Yeah. That's absolutely what it is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, because it, it's like it makes so much sense. That's actually kind of a genius design if this actually were a console that would require both of those. <laughs> yeah. I truly feel like and I I was thinking about this. I don't I honestly can't think of any games almost that use the D-pad. Yeah. Oh, there's um I think maybe Kirby and the Crystal Shards does, if uh-huh. I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. I remember that being weird always to me where it's like you can't just use the regular joystick. Oh wait, like to move, you use it? Yeah. Oh wow, that's crazy. I yeah. believe I, I couldn't even that. think of any game that I like, used it even like at all. <laughs> like what, the the yellow? No, not the yellow. Like the the D pad on the left. <laughs> you know, how there's three like. Where's prongs? the yellow? The yellow's on the right, like above A and B. <laughs> wow, it's clearly been a while since Tim has hold, held a. An N64 controller in his hand. As it has been for for all of us. <laughs> um, Wait, so so there's essentially... T- sorry, I, I honestly yeah. just like conked out there because I was trying <laughs> to process. So there's two D-pads essentially on the controller. Yes. Remember earlier when I said that it actually makes a lot of sense, the design? I take it back. It doesn't actually. <laughs> yeah, I, was, so, I was picturing the D-pad over on the left. Yeah, why is there... So the, the, C, the C buttons, which C-pad, you're, you're referring I mean. to. Yeah, yeah those were... Um, designed to be like the camera control, which is why they're called C buttons. C for camera. Do you get it, Tim? Oh, I get it. Okay, I take it back again, and it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, which apparently Miyamoto did not like. I just <laughs> 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 he apparently uh, just wanted he, he apparently wanted like it. This. He said it would have been better if it had just a D pad on both sides, and then it would be symmetrical. Oh, which, interesting. Listen, Miyamoto's not wrong. He kind of was seeing into the future there. With like symmetrical, Having, yeah, 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 the two um, mm-hmm. uh, joysticks. Yeah. So uh, another thing it added is the Z button on the back. Oh yeah, I feel like that's probably the first like. I mean, and the last, only? yeah, <laughs> the last like button on the back. But it's sort of spiritually the same yeah. as like the left and right like triggers. Yeah, triggers it does. On. Yeah, whenever I like play emulated um like Nintendo sixty four mm-hmm. games, like I don't know, recently maybe playing. <laughs> Uh, Mario 64 on our live stream. Yeah. Um, I uh, do. It feels very natural. I mean, it, it makes the same amount of sense. It mm. feels like I'm pressing the Z button. Like you yeah. really, even though it's a fundamentally different, like physical I, I maneuver. Honest, yeah. I kind of miss it. Yeah. <laughs> um, like it's very specific mm-hmm. where it was and just like, I don't know. Well, you know what? It. It's actually when you're holding it, it's yeah. almost like it is the left trigger. No, it really it, no. It is very similar. I just agree because of the the way it's placed. It doesn't look that way. Yeah, just like somehow in my brain, it feels a little different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm moving my hands to like uh, 
Uh, I thought you were trying to like signal something to me. Say, yeah, I'm signaling like, Chico's like, to you, like CC. Yeah, like okay, then we got to hurry up. CC, LCC, C pad. Apparently, they went over over a hundred different designs before they decided on what ended up. Truly, can't imagine. What um, were the rejects? <laughs> it's not a bad controller, is the thing. And Nintendo, no. honestly, ever since the. Nintendo 64 has always had insane controllers. That is really true, like, yeah. They have not... They Yeah, they really did kept have, the tradition alive. Yeah, the Joy-Cons are bonkers. Yeah. Um, as, you know, the Wii, the GameCube controller is insane. Yeah. And, you know, I've actually... I it's a this is another matter of like childhood nostalgia where i have recently seen people saying how the gamecube controller is like just as bad as the n64 oh i think it's yeah i think it's bad and see i can't even wrap my head around that because that's like that was my controller (laughs) i love that controller i i feel like objectively when you compare it to the other controllers that were (laughs) of that same generation it is like far worse nope (laughs) what is good about it it is okay so it is ergonomical it's round it's colorful it's beautiful big a button i don't necessarily love the little red b button that doesn't need to be so small but then you got the two guys on the the top and the right i'm just describing it to you (laughs) because i don't even need to give points it's just so objectively good and then you have the triggers on the uh the like the analog triggers that go into a click it feels so good they're so big and they're perfectly designed for your finger and then you have um you have a, the z button z. which is actually a, like a bumper on the right mm-hmm. kind so of you just have foreshadowing the one less button than the other ones because you'd have wait did they already have the, the two left yeah. and two right well well i don't, I don't know if the xbox did i think but oh yeah PlayStation had so. r1 r1 oh yeah r, l1 r2 l2 <laughs> the simplest button names uh, hardest time saying that. i don't uh, well at least the pikachu like switch <laughs> battle yeah, controller that I gave thing you for your birthday yes. that you gave me for yeah pu- I, publicly denounce my birthday gift to you please <laughs> i do not agree that it is ergonomical <laughs> because i was playing i i to get the full experience i was playing when i when i played a bit of wind waker um emulated i used that controller and truly, it just like hurt my like wrists. What to use it? It's great. I don't know if that's. I think it is a little different than the actual like OG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely is. Yeah. So, so that's definitely I, listen, why you don't like it. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. That could be it. I I do not deny that. Um, there is a uh, Nintendo Power uh, in the re- lead up to Mario sixty four claimed. Quite honestly, like I was as I read through like over and over again that the the controller was made specifically for Mario sixty four. Where it was like <laughs> this, like interesting. It was like it might like it feels like good to run around as Mario with the N sixty four controller. Is like and it's no surprise it was made for it. But uh, according to uh, like a guy who actually worked on <laughs> like for Nintendo, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, that makes. And sense. also apparently like. That when they started making the game, the controller wasn't even like finished. Interesting. So like they literally, according to like different accounts, they either literally controlled Mario with a keyboard, <laughs> or one person said they use like a modified Sega controller, which is insane. Whoa, <laughs> that's uh, bold. Yeah. Um, also, very very uh, big development. It's the first basically controller with a analog stick. Oh, 
for home video games. Wow. And it's the first one that had um, center, like recentering, I think is what it's called. Where like where you press like L and face forward. I don't know. Not oh, that. Oh, I think on it's like, the joystick. Yeah. Like the joystick would snap back. Oh, really? Do they not do that? Like in arcades? I don't know, but there was like a couple, there was like the, there was like an Atari system that technically had a joystick, but it didn't do that. Oh, So like I was reading that like it basically sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds horrible yeah. trying to do that. Um, and so Miyamoto. Miyamoto. This podcast is about Miyamoto. I forgot, yeah. We're getting, we're getting to Miyamoto. He was put in charge of various game development projects for the new n64 Mm. now at the time obviously nintendo did not have experience making 3d games um or like working with this new um like kind of hardware so they were working with a lot of american companies i believe and he was like kind of overseeing them one was a (laughs) dna based driving game called buggy boogie oh okay that sounds uh, fun. I like the name. Which, according from a guy who worked from the at the company, uh, was you had these vehicles that would eat other vehicles and adopt their powers and morph. And he said Nintendo would sign three month contracts, and Miyamoto would. Uh, Miyamoto apparently said like he didn't want to see like any of their documents. I don't know if that means like design documents or yeah, what. Yeah, probably. I'd imagine. And he was like, "I'll just be back in three months and see if it like <laughs> see how it is." And apparently. Uh, yeah, it, it was not up to Miyamoto's like quality standards. Yeah, yeah. he said, uh, he said, find the fun, and they didn't find the fun. <laughs> um, that's what he's always saying. But but Miyamoto was simultaneously uh, working on what he was, what you know, he wanted to show the world how to do it with 3D games mm-hmm. with his project. So the next Mario game. So this guy, he's saying, find the fun. It's not fun enough. And at the same time, designing these camera controls. <laughs> Damn. And the You're sound ahead of-, <laughs> of the penguin crying. <laughs> yeah, talk about fun, Shiggy. Um, and I have, a, I, have a fun, I have a fun quote from Shiggy. Okay. From an okay. interview around this time where the interviewer said, we've noticed you've stopped smoking. Is this simply because you don't have time anymore? And Miyamoto says... No, it's because I have to work with Americans. <laughs> and then the interviewer says, so what new vices have you taken up instead of smoking? And Miyamoto says, I've been eating lots of s- sweets, which explains this, in parentheses, points to his stomach. <laughs> I can picture Miyamoto doing that. That's so on brand. Wow. That's so funny. Yeah. So I wonder if he went back to smoking. <laughs> That's my takeaway. And if he is a true uh, Hayao Miyazaki in that sense, <laughs> just like constantly chain smoking, but he's going to live to a hundred. Yeah. I think yes. And yes. If, I don't know. I don't, I, I haven't ever seen any, a picture of him smoking. So I feel like that. I did see a quote. I think it's, well, I, at least I saw that it was in the, um, high score. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where, uh, I think it's somebody from that was working on Star Fox said that like he like was smoking constantly. Oh wow! <laughs> during that making of that game, so <laughs> I also what is up with that interview? He said maybe that explains Star Fox. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, he was. It is he a was... head full of smoke. 
He's just like, like so, he's just so hyped up. He can't even think straight. He's like, yeah, it's like, just make it, just make it faster. Just make it faster. faster. Put more meteors, more meteors. <laughs> make more flashes. <laughs> but that brings us to the development of Mario 64. So that brings us back to Star Fox, actually. Miyamoto says that he uh, first had the idea of making a 3D Mario game while working on Star Fox. That's obviously the first 3D game that he was involved with. Um, What if I put my boy Mario in these Ds? (laughs) What if I gave Mario triple D? (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) Uh, And... They actually did some experiments of making a 3D Mario game with the Super FX chip on the Super Nintendo. Wow. Yeah. Is there any like footage of that or anything? I don't. You got any proof to your, your claims? <laughs> I don't think so. They were probably Convenient. like very, uh, very early, but apparently they, they did. And I think they probably tried this also with the, um, like with the N64 level technology too but of, of making it isometric again oh, wow like they tried with uh mario yeah. 3 um just... and again they were like yeah it doesn't work <laughs> it, it's hard to jump like it why do they sense. keep on think thinking that's gonna work i think they just like could not comprehend how to make mario 3d not <laughs> truly like it truly i think took them a long time to figure that out like uh, <laughs> what if it what what if it's like real life what if it's like the 3Ds that we live in every day? Yeah, you know, what if it's like, you know how in real life, how you like, you see yourself running around <laughs> and like you're jumping on stuff and like. Okay, that's actually <laughs> fair maybe where it's like, was there ever a first person Mario? Was that ever a concept? Uh, I mean, that they weren't that insane. Listen, they tried the isometric thing. They weren't that insane. <laughs> but I was thinking about that, that like, because uh, Obviously, like, Mario 64 is not the first 3D game by any stretch. Yeah. Or, like, the first, like, good 3D game. But I feel like, you know, as far as, like, behind the back, like, yeah. that camera style, it yeah. re- truly is probably, like, the first, like, good one of those. Yeah. Like, I, like, you know, like, uh, there were good, like, 3D games on the PC, like, mm-hmm. uh, like first-person stuff. Yeah. And also, like, kind of, like, overhead stuff. Yeah. But not, like... Not like this. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo really kind of... I, I can't I can't say for sure that they invented this, but it's like they popularized third person behind yeah. the back, like running well, around kind of like in, a, interacting with the world in a very like real-time kind of way. Yeah, I think I think those games existed. They just weren't good. Okay, is the yeah. thing. <laughs> probably. probably. Um, so Miyamoto says they spent a year just developing the character movement and camera angles before they like started doing anything else, basically. Wow. Um Quote, for example, we had the rabbit follow Mario to a mountain summit. Then we changed the viewpoint there and so on. <laughs> Don't know why I even read that quote. It's not that good. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, I also, didn't you tell me before or something that like the rabbit had been in the tests from the very beginning? Mm, maybe. I don't remember saying that, but. <laughs> maybe I read that somewhere. But that is where the rabbit comes from, I think. Because yeah. they just like, that was their test of like, I guess, chase this rabbit. And like, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I think they had to make. Like like he was saying, like the camera change once you get to the top of the mountain, probably. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of what they were trying to do. Um, okay, I've got a bit for you. From, okay, from Miyamoto's mouth. This is a quote from the 25th anniversary of just Mario when they released that like 
booklet or whatever. Yeah. And it has a little quote from him that says, hold on, Mar- this is Miyamoto's bit. Mario runs around like a hamster in this game. In fact, I had a pet hamster around this time. <laughs> Canon Mario is a hamster. Mario is Hamtaro. <laughs> Hamtaro is the uh, spiritual sequel. Okay, and to... this is honestly so going back to our stream. This is something you said during our stream that I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna, I wonder how Tim's going to react to this." <laughs> Cuz you, you and I think Matt brought this up as well that like or or you were kind of jumping off of Matt's point, but that uh, Mario moves kind of like slowly or something. Yeah what, yeah, yeah. what did you say? I said that. Um, I said, "Quote, Devin, this is a gameography, uh, just like in the first Super Mario. Mm. Um, Mario's movements are like distinctly kind of slow and heavy in uh, in yeah, yeah, sixty four. Yeah. yeah. So, um, apparently, halfway through making the game, Miyamoto." Uh, said he started to feel a certain fatigue and said, like, he basically was just like, I don't think it's fun anymore. It's boring. <laughs> and he was, like, asking every, and he, like, asked everyone else, was like, what do you think? Like, is it is it still fun? And they were like, no. And uh, so what the problem was, was that they had, they had made Mario too fast and, like, too zippy. Oh, and so, okay. like, okay, we need to, like, and, like, specifically it was, like, I think when he would, like, turn and go a different direction and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's like, that is a very noticeable thing in Mario 64 is mm-hmm. like, if you turn, it's like that long animation of him, like yeah. kind of like flipping his body around yeah. and stuff. Um, yeah. And actually, you know, one of the funnest parts about the game to me is the way that uh, like all the different, obviously is all the different jumps you can do. Yeah. And, and how spe- they like kind of work, like chain together. Yeah, exactly. And specifically the way where it's like, the, you can almost feel the weight of him. Mm. Like when you stop, yeah. whenever I am running and then I stop and go the other way, I'm going to do that backwards jump, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that is like a very satisfying, like nice feeling movement. It, like that's... Yeah, you know, it really is. Yeah, I like... them finding the fun. Because we were also talking about how like the... It, of the 3D Mario games, it's definitely like it feels the most dated in terms of the movement and just like not as responsive. Yeah. Um, but I think it's probably good that they didn't go too much in the other direction Yeah. because yeah, like it, you're, what you're saying is totally like totally. And true. you know, I mean, who is, who, who else is fast, Evan? Who's distinctly fast? <laughs> who has even got to go fast? Yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. And when I think of the uh, the GameCube mm. uh, Sonic games that are like 3D, mm-hmm. like you very distinctly are running around in a Sonic kind of way, in a zippy way, to yeah. quote you. Um, <laughs> and it's like, when I think about that, it's not nearly as fun just to yeah. run around. Like I would no. never just run Nemo around. Nemoto got the out. last laugh. Yeah, oh, he did. <laughs> Sonic had his moment, but... <laughs> yeah, he had his chili dog in the sun, but... Mario. This is this is probably my favorite story about Mario 64. Um, so... A big... A big uh, they've had booze previously. Oh. Uh, all the it, way from it. Mario 3. Keep it up, twenty one thirteen or PG twenty one. What? PG twenty one? What do you wait? I don't even know what you're trying to say. Um, booze, like uh, drinks, yes. drunks, drunks. <laughs> don't worry, I'll cut that out. <laughs> no, no, you need to keep in PG twenty one. That's a bit. 
Oh, that's a bit. Okay, that's a bit. Um, so, and I don't, they talk about that, like, they literally, this is in a Nintendo Power. I can't, so I don't know if this is truly, uh, uh, like, a story that comes from this game, since Boos were in, like, Super Mario World mm-hmm. and act very, like, similar. Yeah. But the, the story is that, uh, so Miyamoto is saying, like, we, we include a lot of, like, details from our own lives in the game. <laughs> Like hell, I'm following around by ghosts that won't move when I look at them. <laughs> no, it's 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 way better. For instance, during the development of Super Mario 64, Mr. Tezuka, Takashi Tezuka, oh. who, we've, who we've talked about, who's uh probably probably like assistant director or something on this, or producer or something, um, his wife is very quiet normally, but one day she exploded, <laughs> maddened by all the time he spent at work. In the game, there is now a character who shrinks when Mario looks at it. But when Mario turns away, it will grow large and menacing. This is the image he got from his <laughs> wife. <laughs> and we thought it would be great in the game. So the boos are literally designed based on his wife. To own his wife. So his wife was like, like, Tezuka, you're you're always at work. You're never home. And he's like, yeah, it's I'm so put- sad. That's going in the game. I'm putting you in the game now as an evil, scary ghost. <laughs> it is truly so sad. Just like, you're at work too much. It's like, this, okay. This would be great at Mario. <laughs> yeah, like. Oh my god. Uh, that's uh that is sad. But but hilarious. <laughs> poor wife. So I, I and then I, there's there's an interview with um Giles Goddard, who is um obviously not Japanese, but he's one of like apparently the first non Japanese people to work at Nintendo. Okay. Um and he programmed the Mario face at the beginning of the game that you can mess around with. Classic. And uh there's an interview with him where he describes like what it was like working and just like some stuff about the game and stuff. And this is what he said about like the office, like environment. He said, no talking, (laughs) particularly in (laughs) Japanese companies. It's very, very quiet. Occasionally you get little groups of programmers or artists getting together for a chat and somebody higher up would walk over and give them an eye and then they'd sit down and shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Truly insane. All smoking and not talking. Yeah, just Miyamoto walking over like, what are you guys doing? With five lit cigarettes, one between each <laughs> finger. Like a... <laughs> Wait, that'd be six fingers. <laughs> yeah, Miyamoto has six fingers. Did, <laughs> did we not cover that in the episode? <laughs> They're going to say like he has like somebody's like finger like cut off in his hand. <laughs> He's like, you want to be next? <laughs> That's the sixth finger. He's like, I'd love a seventh. <laughs> keep chatting um and then he talks about the camera which we've talked about oh we mentioned it um yeah it tends to come up in conversation he said miyamoto did not know how to extend super mario bros from the super nintendo he wasn't sure how to give that same super mario bros feeling in 3d um and so there was like there was a whole like guy whose whole job was just to program the camera and also apparently they did lucifer (laughs) It's really not like Lex Luthor and what he uh, Martin Screlly, you know, talks about is like for the time it was like like he says he even says like Miyamoto thought it was pretty good, (laughs) (laughs) like how it like would know to like move if like a tree was in the way or something yeah and stuff like that yeah okay sure Um, fair but yes it is even at the time like. the, like the one thing that reviews brought up that was like not good was like the camera. Oh, that's funny. So I mean, and that yeah. has just obviously stayed the the biggest 
like yeah maligning point on the game to this day and and i mean whenever i would tell you while playing it that i was annoyed by the camera i feel like you would always kind of come to Mimo's defense and say like yeah well he invented that <laughs> right like they essentially yeah. invented a camera oh, yeah. system so yeah. mm-hmm. it's like yeah okay first draft sure yeah it's not ideal i think they probably and and also you know like they were working with what they had at a certain point it's you like know. They didn't have a second analog stick because I, I was reading they did like they tried apparently like a billion different like variations really? of like the camera of like they had it at certain points of being like you can't control it at all. And then and like it would only like, you know, it would figure out what to do. Yeah, yeah. Or which it still does, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Just or really like know. you control it completely and like they just like could never quite get it. That's so it's like a, it is like a mix in the game mm-hmm. where like it'll move to certain angles yeah. when you get to certain points. And that see that to me honestly is that's the unbearable part. Mm-hmm. If they had just left it where it's like 90% of the time you have to control it. That would have been better because the the problem above all is when you're ma- there's so many tiny narrow parts where you have to walk or make a jump and it will move at exactly the right time to fuck you up and it's almost like yeah. did you do this on purpose <laughs> like how did they not see like how did they, did they not have a problem doing that in like testing it yeah yeah that is a good point and also i mean just those little like when you have to to walk over those tiny little like paths and yeah. not fall off yeah I feel like they could have made those like irregardless of the camera, just like yeah. made it a little harder to fall off. Yeah, because like it is yeah. so easy to just fall to your death. Yeah, or like we were just playing in the second level, the uh, like going up the tower to battle the thwomps. Um, that like that like spinning thing, the, like the little spinning ledge they have to go oh, to get yeah, to the red yeah, coin. Yeah. That I literally like did that like twenty times. <laughs> This last year when I was trying to get the yeah. coin star for that yeah. level. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. In that it's the thwomps, second level. <laughs> yeah. In the Thomps Palace level, I think there's multiple moments where in particular this auto moving camera is a problem, you know, where you're trying to make all these jumps to get the red coins. Like getting the, it's just a particularly difficult level for that, I think. Yeah. Well, I don't, there's not many levels that I would say are easy to, <laughs> to get the red coins. There are a few where yeah. the red coins are, are easier, but yeah. Um, uh, so this is the first game that featured Charles Martinet as the voice of Mario and Martinet also provided the, the laughing sound of Bowser Ooh, okay. and Boo <laughs> uh, do you think that's the same sound sped up? it usually is like those two? yeah it could be this is, and so here's another thing the voice of the Goombas is Apparently, they, like, took a fragment of Mario saying, here we go, and they, like, pitched it up, and that's the sound of the Goombas. What? When do Goombas speak? I think it's, it's, they don't speak, but I think it's, like, the, like, or whatever, like, whatever, like, weird little sound they make when they walk. I don't even, I don't think I realize they make a sound. Like, when they, like, run Very at you. Very interesting. Yeah, they, they, they do make a sound. Oh, wow. And that's, that's just Martinet spelled, sp- um, uh, sped up. Wow. Yeah, and then the, the same... Same kind of thing for the thwomps and yeah, stuff. Yeah, or, I, mean, I thought you were that. That is, that <laughs> that is, is a, literally like, a great they use the um, sound, like a, a pitch down version of Mario like falling or whatever. Like where you're like, oh, okay. like <laughs> <laughs> It's literally <laughs> just, <laughs> same thing. 
That's a great sound effect. That yeah. one, that's among the more iconic sound effects of the whole game. Yeah, I think, which is saying a lot. Um, but uh, Tim, tell me what do you, what do you think about this game <laughs> as the first game you ever played? <laughs> wow, I, I mean, it is just like uh, it's impossible for me to really view it objectively. Yeah, it is like I mean, to me, it is probably the single most magical video game in existence. <laughs> like on it, like I mean, it it yeah, I I do have like maybe less nostalgia for it now having played it like twice Recently. i think in the last like year or two yeah basically um but it's just it's so fun and if they if they got rid of the technical things like what we're talking about that make it really frustrating mm-hmm. it would be like essentially a perfect game because just the movement is so fun the like ambiances of the levels are just so distinct and like truly otherworldly and magical <laughs> in the way that mario should be Hmm. And I just love all uh, the music is gorgeous, just like hmm. and so silly and fun. Hmm. Like really, yeah. he turned the fun up. He turned <laughs> the fun. He found the fun. He found it. Yeah, and uh, we haven't really even like talked about what the game is. I mean, everyone knows what this game is, but yeah. like, I think from I was thinking about like what is really cool about this game, and just like the the part, like the element of it that is you just show up at the castle and you go into the castle and like you're you're already playing the game. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no like level select, there's no menus. Mm-hmm. You just and then like you jump into these paintings to go into the levels is yeah, that's like a good point. Yeah. super cool. And like they they designed that like the castle area to be like a safe space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you can like just like run around and get yeah. used to playing mm-hmm. as Mario. Yeah. Since like but Miyamoto was like there's like quotes of him saying that like he's like he was like worried that like people were not going to be able to like adjust yeah, to playing yeah. as 3D like yeah and as a 3D understandably Mario. so but yeah, yeah I mean and it starts out like you're I, in clear, I have never been able to adjust <laughs> <laughs> I still can't still adjusting yeah um it's like right from the get go you're out in this big open field with nothing to propel you essentially mm-hmm. and it's like just like yeah jump around figure it out get it, you get it, well you get the little um. Uh, letter from Peach mm. that's like, come inside, Mario, yeah, yeah, I baked yeah. you a cake or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, I can go into the castle. Mm-hmm. And then... But even, you know, even yeah. thinking just when we were playing it, but right before recording this, like, well, both of us having played this game so many times for years and years, yep. it's like the first thing you did is you just started running around, you jumped in the water and you just kind of yeah. splat, like you were just jumping Which around. Is always the first thing you do. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. You try to do a wahoo jump and then you miss and fall in the water. Um, not to out you publicly, but that is what happened. Yeah. I feel like I remember as a kid there being a lot more like secrets in yeah. that area. Yeah. When it's in reality, like there's really not. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember like as a kid, like trying to find stuff out in like the, the courtyard, like outside of the castle. Mm-hmm. And like there is like a couple of secret levels that you can get to through there, or maybe yeah. maybe just one. You know, there are actually several, but you they uh, yeah maybe just one, but like actually. you can't just get to them yeah it's like, like you you kind of gradually unlock them or like yeah. reveal them um yeah i always remember the um the cannon next to the little pond or the lake you know mm. that being like very intriguing and secretive <laughs> to me even though in reality it's like you know yeah it's just a cannon well once you beat the game and isn't that because like in this in the nintendo 64 version you can't get on top of the castle right yeah Is you it, can Oh, you can? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought that was... I thought 
they added that in the DS version. No, wait. So did, when you played it on the Switch, you never went up there. No. Wow. Maybe that's when you get all 120 stars. Yeah, which I definitely did not do. Possibly, <laughs> I want to say just on the record, I did that. Yeah. I'm very proud of myself. Um, it literally took blood, sweat, and tears. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I got to like 90 or mm, something between 90 and 100. Yeah, respectable. And I just the last. So this is my problem with. Mario 64 is just like the last, um, you know, set of levels or so yeah. are just like not fun to me. They're just like I so hard agree, yeah. and just like insane. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's several in particular that like were really a yeah. chore to get through, which for me were the, the second snow level. Mm. Um, I got all the stars in that level. Wow. Wow. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I put myself through that. That one actually wasn't that hard. There was, there's one, it's like either the first or second star in that one that's like unbearably hard. Oh, yeah, it's the where very it's, first one where you go past the blowing and you need to yeah. walk with the paint. Oh. You have to jump past this, um, there's this big gap. Well, wait, it's like, it's like a multi-level thing, right? Because there's mm-hmm. enemies walking back and forth that you have to not get hit by. And then there's also on the side of the mountain, like a, a guy or... Yeah, the a face, the big, the face of the mountain itself. Yeah, blowing yeah. like cold air yeah. on a timer. So you have yeah. a, a limited amount of time to get through, mm-hmm. and you have to get past. You have to like squeeze. You have to walk behind the silhouette of the penguin that walks at completely random intervals. Yeah, yeah. So you have to because if you're standing behind him, the the wind doesn't blow you off. Yeah, is yeah. the thing. Which. <sighs> Yeah, it, like that, I didn't even yeah. realize that the first. I was like trying to just time it <laughs> for like the first bunch of times. Yeah, and it's just, it's not even that that is like so hard. It's just like getting up there is a chore. Yeah, because you have to get past the like waves of snow that come at you. <sighs> it's like three or four in like really unnecessarily difficult things yeah. in a row. And yeah. yeah, it that's that was the tears I was referencing when I said blood, sweat, and tears was in that <laughs> that star in particular. Okay, so when did you bleed? <laughs> The whole the whole time, <laughs> internally, um, and and you're also sweating the whole time, right? Yeah, yes, <laughs> that's just, true. You're sweating all the time. I'm not even gonna write a bit for that one because yes, <laughs> I was. Um, for me, it's the Rainbow Road level that I truly hate. Rainbow Road? You mean the like the floating not one Rainbow in the sky? Road. Yeah, but you know, it's I'm basically Rainbow Road. It's yeah, basically that's Rainbow that was my second example. That yeah. one and Those then the levels. clock one. Oh yeah, that one is pretty tough as well. And also, honestly, like the the small big one. Yeah, that one is that has some particularly frustrating moments. Yeah. Yeah, where it's just like, if you get knocked into a part of the level that you like didn't want to go to, yeah. it's like borderline impossible to get back. Yeah. Like it takes so long. There's that section where you have to swim for just like a minute and a half. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, if you come in small, you're on this little island. And to get to the literally anywhere else in the level, you have to swim for like a minute and a half. Yeah. It's so obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's like basically once you, you do the first round and then you do the basement round mm-hmm. and those are flawless, perfect levels, essentially. I mean, yeah. w- within the, what do you think about the, the standards uh, of Mario? Yeah. What do you think about the uh, sand level? Oh, I love the sand level. It's, it had, it, that one is another kind of frustrating one, but it yeah. makes up for it with its charm. I guess. It's, okay. Here's my thing. I don't like, the flying like the the oh wing yeah do you one's... do you like that like i just can never like i never as a kid mm-hmm. or as an adult like i never figured out just how to really like control it well 
Yeah, it's yeah. I find it very fun to do, but like, yeah, to actually get the coins is incredibly frustrating because the way that Mario flies makes no sense. <laughs> it truly does. Where you'll just you'll go so fast that you can't even control what you're doing, and yeah. then suddenly you have no more momentum, and it's just like you sputter. Yeah. You're not stop. Sonic Mario. <laughs> Come too fast. Stop eating chili dogs, Mario. <laughs> Get the coins. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I would just find that like I would just like landing in the correct spot. Yeah, that is like impossible. Yeah. So yeah, getting those coins like on top of the pillars, especially. Mm-hmm. And was there one on top of the pyramid somewhere? Maybe. Um. My God, I yeah, just very, yeah, I, very tough. And also the because uh, there's a like. How you get the wing cap is yeah. You look up into the sun. <laughs> Glass. Good thing to teach kids to do. <laughs> Stare straight into Stare the sun. directly into the sun for like thirty <laughs> seconds, and then you get uh, teleported into like mm. the sky world where it just shows you how cruel the cap, the red flying cap, will be to yeah. you. Yeah. So there's a you can like there's a star you get from there, right? Yeah, yeah. If you get all the red coins, how is that? even possible <laughs> i think i got yeah. one red coin <laughs> when i was trying to do that like yeah actually well there's there is a second level just like that i believe where you where you just fly around and get red coins it's mm-hmm. right it's on the opposite little uh like um storage space that uh, the rainbow road level is in mm-hmm. to quote how you said it and um uh yeah both of them i remember taking like significantly longer than most other stars like those yeah. are in the top tier of difficulty for, in terms of stars in that game for me yeah okay and then so the other power up i believe the only other one is the metal no there's the metal and then the invisible which is very forgettable oh uh, really right because it shows up like a couple times yeah and it has like essentially no function <laughs> you just get through grates it doesn't really make sense yeah yeah but what do you think about metal mario metal mario's <laughs> that's the sound I should actually overlay the music there. Um, <laughs> but keep you doing that in? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's... I think I think Metal Mario is fun. It is kind of frustrating, and it never quite... There's like a, there's something missing from it for me that doesn't make it as functional as I'd like it to be. Yeah, to me, it just feels like... Like, they... I don't know. Like, neither... Like, none of, none of the ways that they try and, like change up the gameplay really work for me interesting it's like it feels i don't know the metal mario thing like it's like half a thought almost to me <laughs> it's like yeah. so like i don't know yeah it's like you can like walk underwater and like you're heavier <laughs> that's it i don't know it's like not fun yeah really it's not fun being heavy it's not fun walking underwater <laughs> um yeah, I guess you're you are right. And especially, yeah, it doesn't really add much to the gameplay. I think that I do like it a lot though, if only because they really did a great job in like making you feel like you're metal. <laughs> now that I agree. And, with. and then <laughs> and then like the sound effects. When I and dived everything. into my TV, I yeah. felt like I was metal. <laughs> I am metal Mario. Heavy metal I felt Mario. like I was new metal. <laughs> yeah. I just yeah, I enjoy um the experience, but you're right. Yeah. It sucks. i like it but you're right it does suck um and then my other like only problem with it um obviously i agree it's uh, like a great game but my the only thing that i thought when i'm playing it again this past year was like at a certain point it's like the first round of levels are all like and, and the basement levels i feel like are all like 
well like themed and like cohesive yeah but at a certain point it truly feels like they just ran out of graphics yeah honest well that's what i was i I was about to say that is that um i was saying like the first and the basement level are like stupendous and then i distinctly feel like it's like the next set of the two next levels of levels um are not as polished Mm -hmm. they don't work as well and they're all like less imaginative yeah because it's like they're literally just reusing like a lot of the like uh assets or whatever like the music and the visual stuff yeah and also just like a lot of the like i mean it's all like everything is like simple like circles or squares yeah (laughs) like if you notice like even i mean that even goes back to the beginning of the game where it's like yeah like once you once you notice it you can't unsee it (laughs) of like the thwomps are like just squares yeah they have little tiny like things and then there's circles for like arms they're just plain white circles yeah it's like they truly like just didn't even like try to like <laughs> i mean it's fine like it's like the one of the first 3d games yeah so like it's still circle looked... hands yeah give them circle hands who cares and then like i i just love that like a lot of like the like platforms like elevators and stuff like that yeah. they just look like if you like drew, if you like put like a rectangle into like a 3D like modeling program, yeah, it's yeah. like what it looks like before you put any like texture yeah, exactly. On it. <laughs> it looks like the default like item yeah. in the program, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, like it, it kind of works because it like, at least that's like kind of an aesthetic, even though it's not really like <laughs> it's a cohesive. Yeah, it's a look. Default. It's definitely that is definitely the look of like the Bowser world. Like when oh, you go, interesting. I, I feel like more than, or yeah. like those kind of like side levels, you know, that aren't like the painting yeah, levels. Yeah. Um, and I quite like the Bowser levels. What do you think about those? Oh, I really like those. Yeah. 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 Um, those, those are in like the classic Mario style of just, you just got to get from one end to the other. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. That's like the only, that's one of the very few points in the game where that's like how it works. It's yeah. just getting. Because through. that's like, we didn't even talk about that, but that's like the big Besides it being in 3D, that is the big change is like yeah. the levels are not like you get to the end. Yeah. It's like you have an objective and sometimes they don't even really tell you like mm-hmm. like you don't know how to do it. It's kind yeah. of like a little puzzle. Yeah, it's some like of the times. you're like exploring and, and you get it's it's only, it has the character of like a real physical place where there's like little mini locations in this little map that you're in. And then, mm-hmm. you know, how places are. <laughs> <laughs> You know how there can be like rooms instead of houses? Yeah. <laughs> like little, how I would describe it as little mini places inside of places. It's like, what if inside of a house you had several mini houses? It was a house then, within the house. Yeah. And then you had like a little mini place inside of that that you like laid down on. Are you talking about a bed? <laughs> no, I'm talking about a little mini place instead of a, instead of a little mini place. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. A little mini, mini place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, but that is um, real me this, Tim, <laughs> because you are famously uh, pro, more pro 3D Mario. Yeah. If I'm famous for one thing, it honestly is that. Versus 2D Mario. I feel like you make me bring this up every podcast. <laughs> Cut to maybe me bringing it up myself, but like... Um, um, is it more the like moving in 3D and stuff, or is it more the like... Um, going like that level design and like going for like the different like running around the same level a bunch of times to get different stars and stuff wow Devin, are you my are you my psychoanalyst <laughs> because i think you're spot on 
I've always thought that it was the moving around in 3D where it's just mm-hmm. like more, um, what's the term? Like you can feel it more. It's more tactile <laughs> uh-huh. almost. Yeah. That doesn't actually make much sense. But um, no, that makes sense. It, it's just like more satisfying and fun, just at the base element of jumping or whatever. Yeah. Um, but all of my favorite games generally are open world games where it's yeah, like, I, I definitely noticed that about you. Like I, I, I honestly have a hard time playing games that aren't like that. <laughs> where where it's you like, don't just run around and I just want to get lost somewhere. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, this is actually, this is an aside, but mm-hmm. in, in high school or college, I predicted to Devin, the, the fad of walking simulators where I said, Devin, I want to go take a walk right now, but it's raining. I wish there was a game I could just play that was like taking a walk. I want to simulate taking a walk. Have you played any walking simulators? Um, time? Didn't you, you called Outer Wilds a walking simulator in that episode? I mean, it kind of is. Yeah, it's like a one elevated. Of main, one of the main things you do is walk. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it yeah, simulates uh, physics <laughs> to go along with that. <laughs> I yeah, I love that. What's that? There is one more that I know I played. I can't think of what it is though. Um, mimo- mimosis or <laughs> M- mito- m- mit- mitosis, mitosis? <laughs> <laughs> that game, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, eating simulator. Eating simulator. <laughs> uh, we should we should play a walking simulator on this podcast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should do a whole season on that. <laughs> who 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 designed all the walking simulator games? <laughs> who is that guy? I don't know. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, what, what, uh, do you not like open world games, Devin? <laughs> do you like having a place you have to be? Um, I mean, I, I prefer 2D Mario games for sure. <laughs> to answer your question, I prefer 2D Mario. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah. I don't know if I love the, like going in to like the same level a bill, like a, not a billion times, but like multiple times. Yeah. Um, I do, I do like it, but cause they do, uh, like one of the things they do also in a lot of the levels is kind of like change it a little bit. Mm-hmm. depending on yeah, which yeah. star you're doing yeah um which is fun <laughs> get a little get a little surprise well yeah but you, it, you know, never know it's, it's, it's mostly like how you remember it but it's a little bit different uh, just a little turtle walking around <laughs> you can jump on the little turtle's back get his little shell and then <laughs> can we find that vine <laughs> and like repost it <laughs> in the podcast do podcasts support vine <laughs> does anything support vine um but about open world games i i don't know i mean no i i definitely like open world games mm-hmm. but uh listen i also like just having an objective <laughs> and like knowing <laughs> yeah. like what i'm i definitely i think what it is is i like open well like what breath of the world what breath of the world <laughs> breath of the open world uh solved for me that's like the what is the problem with a lot of other open world games for me is that like I was okay just like walking in a random direction in Breath of the Wild because like literally everywhere you go there's like cool stuff yeah yeah whereas in a lot of like open world games it's like mm-hmm. it's like if I like it's more up to me to like just like be having fun like jumping <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like not yeah. like there isn't like something necessarily like i could just walk there and there'll just be like literally nothing and yeah. it's just like really boring for a while yeah so, that like, is I, definitely true so like in a lot of those games i'll tend to just like kind of like go to like like yeah. the quest yeah. place or whatever and it's definitely like a thing where i i it's like 
I don't know what's good for me because it's like a lot of those games where it is, if I don't even follow the objective, I'll play it for a very short time and then get bored. Yeah. You know, like Just Cause was always like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, that that is, <laughs> that's like one of those kinds of games where it's like, even like the quests are not that interesting. Yeah. It's like true, like the interesting part is just like yeah. doing insane stuff yeah. for by yourself. Like, and then a, as long as that stays interesting to you is how long you're going to play it, basically. All right, I had to take a short break there. Um, Tim just put a comically large size, like, stock pot with a very comically small amount of ground <laughs> beef. Or is that pork? No, that was beef, yeah. All right, I got to get the details right for the for the goggers out there. <laughs> Into the freezer. Yeah. Like after Googling how long can meat stay out. Yeah, I basically stopped the clip just mid-sentence, the recording, just yeah. to Google how long can meat stay out. And it said two hours, which is exactly basically how long we've been doing stuff Yeah, since I took that meat out. Was it frozen or was it no, just in the fridge? Okay. it was just in the fridge. It'd be a whole different story if it was frozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This would have been be ideal. Yeah. Um, but, okay, do you have any other thoughts about Mario? It's great. And it kind of sucks, um, but it's mostly <laughs> no, it's great. It's mostly great. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Really, really mostly. Um, if you if you had to guess what Miyamoto said was the game character from Super Mario Bros. that represents him the most, what would you say it is? <laughs> oh, this not is... what you think it is, but what he thinks it is. <laughs> is this Devin's dungeon? <laughs> This is a one question episode. <laughs> um, oh, that's tough. Maybe Yoshi, because he's hiding out on the roof. <laughs> Game theory? <laughs> Wait, is he actually there in 64? He's not there in 64. Yeah, he is. What? Yeah. But you can't, like, ride him. No, no. He's just there. You can't ride him in any sixty version of 64. You can't in DS? No, you play as Yoshi. <laughs> You actually start the game as Yoshi. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, which is why, I. I why? think that's bold. Yeah, I think no, that's a cool is. choice. <laughs> where you start out, it's like I can't wait to play Mario Yoshi. So wait, how long before you get Mario? Um, I don't think that long, but it's like like uh, sixty stars. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you have to go save him. Mario's been stolen. Mm. So there's like a, they make up new levels where you steal. You, oh, really? You get, you like save Mario, Luigi, and Wario. Great. More, more stars. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the Isn't game there like is. 180 or something in that? Like ridiculous. No, probably. Mimoto yeah. did, uh, uh, there was a plan for more levels of Mario 64. Wow. I would take I that. truly, I mean, I think, um, our hypothesis that they just ran out of time yeah. for those later levels is true, but yeah. also like, you know, and that they like probably like delayed the N64 to, to make more levels and yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, but what, who is Miyamoto in the game? Okay. So this is a, this is a quote from an interview with Miyamoto. When asked what game character would represent him best, Miyamoto responded, Lakitu in the Super Mario series. <laughs> He seems very ah, free, ah, ah. floating in the air, going anywhere, and that's me. <laughs> Literally, that's so accurate, where it's like behind the yeah. scenes, guiding everything, yeah. and also, like we keep saying, the most sadistic, 
evil character in the whole game. Just like Miyamoto. Yeah. And that guy's an asshole in other like fire yeah. games too. Yeah. He's the guy throwing shit at Big you from the time. sky. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. That's wow, Miyamoto could it Miyamoto and actually That is the guy that you in the stream you were like, that's actually a picture of Miyamoto's face. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes full circle baby oh wow <laughs> um tim give me a bit update how many bits are we up to Devin, well would you consider what we just said a bit was is there a bit in anything that we just said right now um i would not say so no okay well <laughs> um mario <laughs> is that a bit mama mia okay you saying that's a bit Devin, no joke we are at 63 bits. <laughs> all right. We got to bring this home, baby. Um, we can do it. All right. So Mario 64 uh, and Nintendo 64 was released in North America, September 26, 1996. It was launched. Uh, it was launched with just two games in the United States, <laughs> Pilot Wing 64 and Super Mario 64. Wow. Cruising USA, which was a, I don't know who made it, but there was another uh, game that was also going to come out. Oh, but that Nintendo okay. stopped from coming out because it was not up to their quality standards. So only two games. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Mario sixty four. Oh, here, hold on. <laughs> this is a trailer. This is the American trailer for Mario sixty four. Oh, okay. Truly, you it know is it's going to be good. so good. Oh, oh, oh! It is a guy in the game with Mario jumping in the TV. <laughs> That's so good. The Nintendo 64 slogan was apparently change the system. Change the system. Yeah, sure. The Japanese one was actually like was similar, but I remember it being like really good. Like like uh it was like it was like a new system, a new like game or something like that. <laughs> I don't that that wasn't it was better than that, but yeah, it was like I had to imagine it was. <laughs> New system, new game. It was That's like just facts. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but it was like it was like a whole new like like the like game in the sense of like the life as a game. Mario <laughs> <laughs> um, sixty four was the best selling game of the generation, um, with eleven million units sold, beating PlayStation's Gran Turismo at ten million. And Final Fantasy VII at almost 10 million as well. Wow. So even though, uh, we'll talk about this in a later um, episode probably, but the Nintendo 64 was not by any means like the number one system. Mm. Mario 64 was still the number one game of the generation. Which that's is actually, crazy. that's pretty bonkers. I don't even, yeah. that, that doesn't even quite make sense to me. I mean, I think just like literally everyone who bought an N64 yeah, yeah. had Mario 64 yeah. probably. <laughs> But uh-huh. it also, it's one. Of, it's the first time in America that they didn't like with the NES and the Super Nintendo. If you bought the the NES, it came with Mario. And same oh thing, yeah, same thing for the Super Nintendo. Interesting. But N sixty four, like, no, you got to buy that separately. <laughs> it's too expensive, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was so the N sixty four was two hundred and fifty dollars when it came out, and the games were like between like sixty and eighty dollars, I think. Which I remember, like, I remember sp- my mom even talking about that. Of just, like, the Nintendo game, like, the N64 games are, like, so expensive. That's um, weird. Because a, 
the N64, <laughs> this is this is a, a really funny fact, was the last video game system until the Switch to use game carts, not discs. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Nintendo brought it back. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Like home console? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not not like Game Boy. Or yeah, yeah, because wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I feel like this is a... This is a thing everybody knows, but like that that explains a lot of the differences between the N64 and PlayStation. Yeah, of course, um, yeah. That, you know, the for one, I think a lot one of the there's a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons that like the PlayStation ended up being more popular is because like the games could just like it was so cheap to make yeah, the discs. Yeah. as opposed to like it would it literally cost them just a lot of money just to even make the little mm-hmm. cards for N64. And it yeah. took them more time to make it. So like yeah. they would have like even just like from a business perspective, which I feel like people don't think about that much yeah. is like they would have to really like be good at guessing how many they were going to sell. Yeah, that's true. That's Whereas true. like with a disc, they could just print more really fast. Yeah. So it was like much. That's interesting. Yeah, much easier. Uh, also, I think we, uh, it's worth mentioning that the difference between carts and um cartridges and discs technologically is essentially like the difference in it's like one has more ram and the other has more storage right well well yeah it's like the i mean like the the carts load faster mm-hmm. and but they can't hold that much information yeah. but it's like the difference in the game or what that yielded in the game mm-hmm. was that playstation could have like more detailed um you know uh figures or whatever and more detailed like um i'm waving my hand like images you know Uh, like it could have more more data but it could have less things on screen at once than yeah and that's why if you picture like a playstation game it's like it's a lot of them were like way more closed in like smaller spaces and stuff where i have like a lot of fog and stuff exactly and mario from the beginning is this huge bright open world huge (laughs) huge i mean compared yeah no no it is yeah and i think that that that's like the difference to me is like the PlayStation's more flashy where it looks a little better, but the Nintendo actually gives you better games because it's like more. No, the, no, the N64 definitely just looks better. Like really? it is, yeah, no, the graphics are just better for sure. Okay. Um, like it, like the N64 was the most powerful system, mm-hmm. and I think Nintendo. That that is, I think, the last time that they did that, and I think <laughs> it didn't work out for them. Is kind oh, of what they yeah. what they took away from that that's funny um like um but it, it was a mix of things i think a big i think reason for them losing is just because they lost a lot of like not a, not as many other companies made games for it yeah so there just wasn't yeah. that many games for the n64 yeah in, in the end yeah and especially compared to playstation which had infinite games yeah because nintendo had like pissed off everyone by the time <laughs> yeah that, that, that they because like they 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 were kind of a bully <laughs> as a company yeah. um, towards other companies. They were like, you can you can either release your game on the Nintendo and nothing else, or you can't do it. Was basically like they were like very hardline on everything. Jeez, um, just like Miyamoto on the playground, like <laughs> make it more fun. Yeah, they're like make send it more Miyamoto fun, in. bitch. <laughs> Chain smoking. Um, and Devin, I think right then just marked the sixty fourth bit. I think we had a bit in between there. I think we got... Yeah, I guess. I was kind of worried about that. It, it seemed like we had a couple of half bits. Yeah. 
Um, couple half wits with some half bits, <laughs> and that's sixty-five. Um, I have a I have a final quote from Miyamoto. Okay. Um, this is from a game developers conference talk that he gave in the late nineties. Okay. Um, he said, "We have expanded this industry and welcome new users with innovative products that continue to surpri- surprise us." Um, we've developed Mario style scrolling games. Uh, Tetris was born and we, we were stuck on the talk of spectacular 3d graphics of Mario 64 and racing games, but we saw a huge hit in the form of Tamagotchi, a tiny keychain <laughs> boasting pictures made up of more than no more, no more than 10 or 20 dots. At that time, I thought that Mario 64 had lost to Tamagotchi <laughs> in parentheses laughs. Miyamoto quickly adds in English, I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Um, but yeah. truly, and that's the other thing about the N64, it really did bad in Japan. Oh, It only sold 4 million hmm. N64s in Japan. Wow. That's really weird. It did, but it, I mean, it had, it wasn't like a flop in the States, right? No. No, but it wasn't. It still wasn't as popular, I think, yeah, as yeah. as the PlayStation. But, but I mean, it was like definitely, yeah. Like they sold most of their stuff in the states mm-hmm, for okay. N sixty four. Interesting. That's yeah. so weird that you. It's like I think of this era of Nintendo games as being so iconic, but it's just clearly because I played them. But it's like <laughs> to think that like yeah. that was like one of their failures. It's so strange to me. Yeah, I. Yeah, I think probably for people our age Mm -hmm. because like the thing is also i think playstation was more targeted towards older yeah kids also like yeah um so for people our age it totally makes sense that like n64 was still like yeah that's probably why people (laughs) people our age like have all the nostalgia for this game Mm -hmm. and then for like ocarina of time i think i mean that's like yeah gotta be one of the most if you ask like any person our age who likes video games it's like they're probably gonna have an opinion of yeah yeah Whereas, like, yeah, if I was an adult in that era, it's like, and I wanted to try out this whole video game craze, it's like, I'm going to go for the PlayStation where you can shoot guns and do adult stuff. <laughs> shoot guns. That's what I, I want. Guns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was, like, those games on the NSC4 as well. Yeah, I guess. They're but... called James Bond 007. Yes. Are we going to get a copyrighted for that yeah as opposed to all the other <laughs> un- all the public domain Listen, koji miyamoto, Kondo. we're in with miyamoto though yeah koji gave us per he, this he told Bond me personally <laughs> and nor should it be <laughs> no 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 um but yeah that's uh that's what we got for mario 64 wow one of the greatest games of all time uh, and uh next week we'll be talking about one of the greatest movies of all time <laughs> <laughs> to match Super Mario Bros. movie. The 1993 film. Starring Mario. Starring Mario and Luigi. Starring Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. (laughs) (laughs) And Bowser Mario and Yoshi Mario. Oh, Devin. Skinny Yoshi. (laughs) Uh Tune in to find out what I mean by that. (laughs) Next week. Tune in, yeah. Yeah, tune in. Maybe, no, I mean, you should watch this movie. Yeah. I can say. If you watched The Wizard, (laughs) you definitely should watch this movie. Yeah. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen it, though, so maybe it is going to be truly painful. 
oh, I'm sure it's going to be bad. I'm sure it's going to be painful. But if you come out with an open mind, <laughs> with, a, with an open heart, yeah, just willing to accept it for what it is, <sighs> you'll probably have a good time. If, if it's anywhere near the level of enjoyment I got out of the Mario Super Show, then we're set. <laughs> Toad's in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I believe Toad is in it. Really? I don't actually remember. Me either. <laughs> Tune in next week to find out at Gameography, the podcast. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>